Uh, so my name is Ben Rentz. I'm uh, one of the owners at Wachtell Tree Science. I've been with Wachtell Tree Science for uh, going on 19 years. I think it's going to be 20 now. Uh, came right out of school and uh, started in a production role and uh, uh, grew up in, in the company. And uh, <clears throat> ownership was great to look at myself and uh, another uh, production employee and be like, hey, we want to keep this uh, culture alive. And they sold it uh, internally versus selling to a larger company. And uh, main motivation there is keeping the culture alive. But our urban forestry major, um, like I said, been been with Wachtell for 19 years and and uh, loving every minute of it. My current role as owner is uh, focused on the operations side, so dealing with a lot of the the people and making sure they have the tools to be successful. And did you know you wanted to get into the tree care industry? I mean, you said you came in from the urban forestry side after you graduated. So was that always your plan? Um, so my plan uh, coming into the uh, industry was to be in forestry management. Um, and, and that's walking out in the woods, cruising timber, um, evaluating trees. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. That's what I wanted to do. Um, about my junior year in college, uh, one of our uh, stage professors kind of told us, hey, there's not a whole lot of jobs in, uh, in forestry management. So maybe there's an opportunity to make an adjustment. I had student debt I had to pay off. Uh, so I picked up uh, urban forestry uh, about my junior year. It's about an eight credit difference at the time and uh, uh, went into urban and, and didn't look back. You know, it's a little, it's a little unique way that you ended up because I feel a lot of people who end up in the tree care industry aren't necessarily urban forestry majors. So I think your school having that unique position where they could have both, you know, forestry and urban forestry left you in a more solid position. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to hear that uh, usually urban forestry is not somebody's first choice is unfortunate and that goes back to the advertising of the industry and just the uh, promotion of it um, and just trying to get the word out there that you can have a, a career taking care of trees. Yeah, and, and talking, like you said, the advertisement of the industry and stuff like that. Um, you and I are going to talk plant healthcare. And before we get into all the plant healthcare stuff, what exactly is plant healthcare? Uh, plant healthcare is a focus on disease and insect management, uh, and however that happens is up to um, is uh, up to the people who are making the chemicals. We at Wachtell Tree Science don't make them; we apply them. So the goal in our company, when we talk about plant healthcare, is to keep trees healthy and beautiful. You know, we're, we're, our goal is to preserve trees. And in an urban environment, and you're in that small little postage-sized stamp yard, and you have one tree, that tree is very important to you. Um, so our goal in plant healthcare is to preserve that tree the best we can, uh, not only the, what's best for the tree, but also best for the client. So preservation. And what are the sciences actually behind plant healthcare? Like what, what would I need to know if I was interested in pursuing plant healthcare? Um, plant healthcare, what are you going to need to know? I, I think from uh, our standpoint, it's an understanding of tree biology. Um, understanding how um, obviously a lot of it's going to get taught to you when you come on with any company that you're going to be going into. Um, they're going to teach you how to apply, you know, what the chemical or what you're applying does and, and why it's good for the tree and what uh, understanding the overall end goal. Um, from the sciences standpoint, you know, having a basic understanding of chemistry, basic understanding of tree biology. And I, I would have to, math is good. Got, got to know a little bit of math in there to be able to measure things out and make sure you're mixing appropriately. 
but yeah, having a basic level there um, and, and then being able to, to get into plant healthcare, then at that point and being taught by whatever company you're going into um, as to what their practices are and how they, how they mix and how they do things. I think a lot of it happens internally as well. Yeah. And you and I were talking about this, you know, before the podcast, when we first were talking about why plant healthcare, you know, even at places, we'll just use TCI Expo as an example, you know, why plant healthcare isn't kind of sticking out as prominently as some of the other, you know, production climbing aspects, you know, just in your opinion, why do you think that is? Um, Because it doesn't look cool, right? Ultimately being able to swing from trees, um, handled chainsaws and sharp objects at height is is that's what looks awesome and that's the uh, uh, mentality and that's a great part of the industry um, you know it, but it's great to understand especially when people are trying to get into the industry that there are two sides of the industry and um, maybe you're not the person who can do that climbing of trees but you can definitely spray a tree or inject a tree um, and you're still you know the goal's the same taking care of trees and you're just doing it in a different fashion. So it's not the uh, eye-catching piece that that, uh, that climbing trees is at, uh, or removing them. So, you know, you don't get that instantaneous result either um, where, yeah, I pruned that tree. I can go back and look at it. And, and it's like, yeah, that tree looks great. From a plant healthcare standpoint, you can inject a tree or spray a tree and be like, yeah, I, I definitely did that, but you don't really see the difference. It's not that instant gratification. Uh, although if you go back for around two treatments, uh, you definitely could see some uh, changes or some noticeable dis- differences. And if you're at a client's health, you know, over a couple of years, you're definitely going to see some improvements, hopefully. I-, I heard a saying in the golfing world a long time ago, and, uh, you know, it's, it relates to forestry or urban forestry, in my mind, in our industry, is that people drive the golf ball for show. But how do you earn your money? You earn it by putting. And so you drive the ball for a show and then you putt for dough. And I think TNO uh, or tree care is the same where climbing the trees and doing removals, that's very showy and uh, very exciting. But uh, where do you make your money as a company, uh, as an owner of a company, you, you make it through plant healthcare. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest as somebody who is in marketing, you know, I love the climbing photos and the heights and all that stuff. And just, it's the easiest thing to show off to somebody instantly and be like, wow, that's visually impressive without having any sort of knowledge of the actual industry, or the sciences or anything else behind it. Um, obviously I've learned more as I've been working at TZA and, you know, uh, when I finally learned out about plant healthcare, I'm like, Oh, that would be way more perfect for me because uh, I'm afraid of heights. So like, you know, that whole tree climbing thing kind of goes right out the window and with all that being said, it's my roundabout way of asking what kind of person should get into plant healthcare? Like what kind of people do you see get in and what kind of people do you think would actually enjoy it? Because there is a lot going on. There's a lot of interesting things. Uh, you get to, you know, r- repeat clients, you get to meet some people over and over again and kind of establish that sort of dynamics. It's a, it's a very different, different world in both the applicator side and even the sales aspect of it too. Yeah. Um, who should get into plant healthcare? Um, that's a very great question. Um, if you want to be a well-rounded arborist, I, I think getting into plant healthcare is a great opportunity. And at Wachtell Tree Science, our focus is to have our team work on the tree and landscape side, which is our climbing, removals, and planting. They're also going to work in our plant healthcare side, 
Um, you know, they're going to be versed in both sides of our company. So if you want to be that well-rounded arborist, you're going to be able to talk to a client on how to prune your tree. And also they can turn around and talk to that client and talk about a treatment for that tree as well. You talk about uh, building relationships and having that repeat uh, uh, repeat client coming back and, and seeing the results of your work over again and having that gratification of understanding that you're you're preserving some of the largest living organisms on earth and trees um whether it's older than you or it's it's uh you know just trying to take care of that tree for that client and having that passion um who should get into plant health care um you know i, I think those who want to be a well-rounded <clears throat> well-rounded arborist is a great is a great focus and and those who have a passion to take care of trees I think those are the people that we need in the plant healthcare world. Um, you know, like like I said, it's not as flashy as the tree climbing and the cranes and stuff, but understanding both sides of the industry is very important uh, for everyone. Yeah, and you know, like internally, I've heard some people at TCA refer to you know PHC technicians as like the the plant doctors, you know, the tree doctors. And I I think to go along with your story of making that relationship and preserving the organisms. Um, you know, we had a guest on the podcast, Josh Morin, he's on the board of directors for us. And he was talking about a client whose, you know, tree had fell in a storm and, you know, they, they came out when he had to remove it afterwards for him. And they talked about, you know, how they loved the tree, how they did all sorts of things outside of it. And really, you know, just at, at first glance, it just seems like, like a tree and that some of these people just want to get rid of them. But a lot of people form, you know, emotional attachments to them and want to keep them alive and healthy and give them the best that they can. I think that's a really interesting position you get to be in when you're uh, in plant healthcare. Yeah. That relationship between uh, somebody in their tree, yeah, that's un underestimated. And, you know, we talk, we joke a little bit here at, at our company and the, the two worst things you could do is you could cut down the wrong tree or you could run over their dog. Um, you know, the, that relationship is just between you take those two items. It's like, yeah, it's at that level. Um, and being able to be a plant health care technician or a plant health care arborist and preserve that tree so they can continue that relationship with that tree because they got memories attached to those uh, those trees. And it's something that you might not understand when you go and treat that tree, but it's there. Um, and, and they're calling you out to help them maintain that relationship. Yeah. And with, with all that being said, you know, I want to bring up the fact that uh, PHC is related to conservation, which I think is kind of a, not a hot button topic, but I think a really big selling point for a lot of people either coming into the industry or maybe people who haven't heard about the industry, you know, they want to conserve and preserve all of these sort of art of, you know, not just historical artifacts, but, you know, also organisms that help out the environment. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts of this that this touches that's really hard to put into just an immediate picture. You know what I mean? You can't tell the story behind the work that you get to do to preserve these, these organisms. You know, we, we see um, the pandemic trees almost where, where you see uh, the elm trees get wiped out by Dutch elm disease and all the, in all the municipalities in the urban setting. So they have to restart. And what happened is, well, we, we replanted with ash trees and now another pandemic has come through and, and so the continued education and understanding and understanding that there's always going to be that need for plant health care to preserve those trees in probably the most crucial setting, that urban setting. Um, and just because 
you know, having green greenery within the landscape in an urban setting where it's not all buildings um, is huge. Um, and there's there's reports out saying from a health standpoint, from a benefit, uh, from a mental standpoint, from, you know, our world being able to preserve and talk about the conservation side, preserve the trees and, and keeping them around as best we can in that urban setting because you lose a mature tree. Yeah, you can plant a new one, but you're not getting that same effect as you would um, if you were able to preserve that large mature tree. Yeah, and it's really jarring when you go into a city without trees or without kind of the greenery thing. I remember Manchester for a little bit when I was younger, uh, the the main strip and even the road that our office is on now didn't actually have like living trees in. So regardless of what time of day you went down, it just looked like a nightmare before Christmas, uh, I guess thing. It was just, it was a little, it was a little weird to walk down now, but now, you know, all the trees are back. They've taken care of them. I've seen, you know, some tree care companies come around and do all the plant healthcare stuff on them. And it, it's interesting to see how just a few trees down uh, like a two mile stretch really makes a difference in just how you feel in a certain area. Yeah, it's uh, you are exactly right. You go to a, a one street that had all ash trees and now they're all gone versus the next street that has a, you know, a, a, a canopy over the road. And it's just, you know, it just you just feel better when you see that, um, you know, it, it's something mental in our heads. It, it just feels better. It's like, yeah, I'd rather live on this street than that street. And uh, I talk about home value and, and all sorts of things that tie into that. But yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Central Park is probably the biggest example of why you kind of need the trees. You look at the rest of New York and then you look at Central Park and you can almost believe that it's not in New York. It looks, you know, almost peaceful. Yeah. Right. Just we're going to put all the greenery in one spot. Um, Yeah. We're fortunate here in Wisconsin for sure to be able to have as much greenery as we do. I know not every uh, state is as fortunate as us. and, And that's, you know, that's where I think in our world, urban forestry really, thrives um, and we're really dedicated to it so um, to be able to have the street tree populations that we do and I'll say even the level of schools that we have here in the state to focus on the care for those trees Um, don't get me wrong uh, somebody going to a school for urban forestry you pretty much have a ticket to anywhere you want to go you know not only within the United States but maybe maybe the nation or the world you know there's a high demand for people taking care of trees. Yeah. And, you know, with all that being said, if people are still listening, it means they're interested in pursuing, you know, plant health care. Um, for those of us in, you know, areas that don't maybe have a, a school or technical college specialized in plant health care, and it may be just more general urban forestry, what kind of things are employers looking for if they're hiring somebody uh, to fill a role in plant health care? So if you're not going to school uh, for plant health care or for urban forestry in general, um it, it goes back to the wants and, and you got to want to do it um you got to want to take care of the take care of the um trees and and that's the big part and any employer that you're going to go to um whether you're doing a career change or you're just getting into it is going to set you up for success um they're going to send you through the education that you need the credentialing that you need the licensing that you need and I would hope with the uh, in-house training that they have, um, they're going to be able to uh, get you to a competent level, and then you're going to slowly build your skills. Because I can tell you all day long over over uh, microphone as to how to treat a tree and do all these things, but until you're out there actually doing it and getting your hands 
on things, that's when you're really doing the learning ultimately. But yeah, it, it, you got to want to do it. it. It's not for everybody. And it's interesting when we talk about the great resignation and or, and just the career changes that are happening. It's like, yeah, I don't like doing this. And, and people want to be outside. Um, you know, I, I can speak to my own within the last year or two, having people who work inside their whole life. And it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to be outside. I want to work with trees. Um, and whether you are that athlete and can climb trees or you're somebody who can uh, run a plant healthcare rig, you know, there, there's a, that demand for, for, for you to uh, be out there. And what does, what does a career, what does a career trajectory look like in plant healthcare? Like, how do I, what are, what are the steps? You know, I, I think um, the climber one, we've kind of beaten into the ground on many of podcasts we've done where, you know, how you get to be a climber and then what happens next, but the plant healthcare world is, is different. So what do the steps look like that? Like, where do you start? And then kind of where do you end, I guess is a probably a bad way to phrase it, but, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... So becoming the applicator um, or an arborist, PAC arborist, as we call them, because we're all arborists, whether we're doing PAC or uh, green landscape. Um, where do you start? You start at the ground level. That's where you're going to be learning things and, and uh, picking everything up. Um, so there's pretty much three ways of uh, doing plant health care. You're either uh, putting something into the ground for the tree to take up, or you're going to inject it into the tree for it to take up, or you're going to be spraying it onto the tree. Um, you know, you're not going to get proficient at it within a year. Um, you know, give yourself a year, two years, three years, um, you know, and then you're really, from a production standpoint, you're going to have a good knowledge of things and a better understanding of, um, you know, just what you're doing. You're quick at it, you're efficient at it, and being able to diagnose things as well, um, just because you've seen a lot and do have done a lot. Um, you know, if you're looking to get out of that production role, um, you know, there could easily be a move to a, a sales position. You know, that's a big piece, being able to diagnose those pieces to be that tree doctor out in the field. Um, generally, that's why somebody's calling and saying, hey, I got a problem with my tree. <laughs> it's not looking good and you're going out there and trying to diagnose and find out what's going on. Um, beyond that, you know, talk about if you're really interested in, in, in the industry, you know, being able to connect with uh, companies that actually make the products. Um, you know, you could be a, a, I would say a salesperson for them as well um, and doing the research behind it um, and kind of really getting into some bigger uh, opportunities in that sense. We do a lot of plant healthcare here at Wachtell Tree Science. And uh, that first year, second year, third year, your box is still pretty small for the amount of uh, treatments that we offer. Um, and, and it's amazing that you can go several years without even doing a treatment just because we don't do a lot of them, but it's like, there's this one thing that I haven't done yet. So yeah, career, career trajectory, um, you know, getting beyond, you know, the production arborist into sales arborist into a possibly a managerial role for a company. Um, and, uh, great opportunity going into having that PHC background and moving into a municipality possibly and kind of becoming their city forester or a municipal forester um, as well. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities there and I'm sure I've only touched on a, a few of them. No, that's good. And it really, it really shows that it is kind of as broad as you want to make it or as narrow as you, as you like to focus, especially in this aspect. Um, 
you, you know, you had brought it up before we even started, you know, going on the podcast, but at Expo, it's real easy to get sucked in by the chainsaws and the cranes and the, the big trucks. And, you know, sometimes the PHC stuff is outnumbered. I don't even want to give a number, you know, five to one is probably generous, um, <laughs> but wrong. Uh, but really when you're at a trade show or a conference like Expo or even, you know, any other one, your local chapter or whatever, and you're looking for these kind of plant healthcare opportunities and technologies and stuff like that. What are you looking for when you approach these, these plant healthcare people? Because part of my understanding is a lot of them are creating, you know, the sciences behind it and the chemicals. And it's more of a, like a purchasing relationship, not so much of a, a learning relationship. So if you could just expand on what, what am I looking for at a trade show for plant healthcare? Sure. Um, from a plant healthcare standpoint, uh, me personally, um, I'll say throughout my career going into, you know, being at Wachtell Tree Science for 18 years and going from that production arborist into, I'll say, in the, well, into the ownership role, my, my view on plant healthcare has changed over the years. And yeah, those first couple of times going to TCI Expo and really focusing on the tree care set or the climbing side and the real showy things. Um, but, you know, having the due diligence to take the time and visiting the plant healthcare people and understanding what they have to offer. What else is out there that I don't know about? Whether it's production side or as an owner, talk about safety. Um, you know, what's the best chemical or what's the best insecticide or pesticide that we can be using to effectively treat uh, that disease or that insect issue and be safe for my applicators or our applicators. So, you know, what's out there that we could be using from a safety standpoint that's still going to be effective and safe. And just talking about the different opportunities out there to how to treat, right? You talked about a, a little bit about backpack, uh, um, units now and battery operated and on and all these great things and just you know how can we deliver that uh, application to 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 the tree uh, so we can success, successfully take care of their tree as well and also looking at the I'll say our plant healthcare site is pretty robust and we have 23 trucks in our fleet uh, and you know to to see other people's trucks that they have on site and say oh how can we improve and be better. You know, always looking to try to be uh, be as good as we can be and better than we've been as a company. So, you know, understanding that, yeah, we're pretty good, but you know, how can we look at what is being at the what's being offered at the trade show and improve what we can offer our clients and improve what we can do for our team from a safety standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, uh, maybe sometimes an overall just looking cool standpoint. Yeah, which I, you know, for for me in marketing, the last one is definitely the the main focus when I see this kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's interesting just because Expo can be, and I'm just using Expo because that's the one I go to on a regular basis. But that one is, it can be overwhelming, and it is overwhelming. You know, and I've gone to this will be my fourth one. Okay. I think. Um, but like, you know, I remember my first one going and you just kind of show up and your eyes are wide and you're just looking around and there's so many people, there's so much to do. There's so much to see. Every exhibitor wants to talk to you about something. Every person there wants to talk to you about something. Everybody's just, it's very personable, but it also makes it hard to move through and get through the things you need to go to as well. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, while I continue the topic of TCI Expo, I want to talk about the, the education side of things, you know, we have some education sometimes that revolves around plant healthcare. 
when you see those kind of sessions, are you going, you know, do you send one person from your plant health care team? Do you try to encourage them all to go like who, who should be attending this education and what type of things should they be trying to take out of it as they go? Yeah, the education, continued education is, is the important part. So um, hopefully, you know, listen, students are listening and uh, they're, they'll be on a path to become certified arborists. And once you gain that credential, you got to continue your education and get 30, uh, 30 hours in three years. So uh, continuing that education um, is important. So from a, a walked-out tree science side, we have all our arborists become certified arborists because uh, we believe in that continued education piece. So we always need to uh, evolve and grow. Our goals, we have in the past sent six to eight people to Expo. Um, it's not right in our backyard by any means. Uh, it, last time I was in Milwaukee was, I don't even know when, in the 2000s sometime. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a while ago. It, it, uh, but yeah, our goal is to make sure that who we're sending, um, you know, if we can get one or two people in different educational um Speakers, whether it's climbing, whether it's like whether it's plant healthcare, and then being able to gain that information and share it with the rest of us, um, with the company, and it's like, hey, I was at Expo and I heard a conversation on this. Um, take take the opportunity to you know digest it and seeing how it could work within our company, or um, you know just kind of having that conversation to understand is this the path we'd want to go down. Or it's like, oh, here's the greatest and latest thing. I think we need to go down this route and doing the research and understanding. The goal there is to continue to innovate through the education and continue to build and change who we are um, because the science is always changing. Things are getting better and, and uh, we need to get better with it and continue with it, just like technology. Technology continues to change. You know, the science continues to change. Uh, one of the examples I like to use a lot is... Uh, to evolve is a practice that was they used to pour concrete and cement into trees to fill the cavities to reinforce them. Well, you know, way back when that sounded like the right thing to do. Um, through education and learning, we recognize that that is no longer the right thing to do and uh, that practice is no longer uh, continued, I hope. Um, but, um, you know, continue to learn, grow, um, attend the educational sessions. They're very important, not only to uh, expand your mind, you're gonna pick things up um, and, and yeah, continue to build the, uh, as a student, continue to build the understanding of arboriculture, you know, be, be, being that complete arborist. And with all of that being said, if I want to learn more about plant healthcare today, what kind of resources would you recommend for me to look at? <laughs> um, Shameful plug, I would say, give me a call, right? I'll, I'll teach Fair. you. We'll, we'll learn everything about uh, plant health care, and, and I definitely would love to talk to people who are interested in plant health care. Um, what resources are out there? Man, that's a great question. Um, I'm not sure. You know, without calling, like, companies that are specific to plant health care and, and understanding it and getting to know it, and, and like like you mentioned earlier, you, you almost have to see it to to do it because you don't you might get a small sample size if you're in a two or four year school or if you're coming into into it without any education you, you might not have any understanding of it um you gotta gotta recommend the uh, uh youtube and seeing videos out there and and, and such um outsidecareers.org if i i think that's you right, right. They, yep 
Yep, um, that's a great opportunity right there. Um, I know there's a great YouTube video called Why Arboriculture. Um, just gives you a good overall viewpoint of uh, the the industry. And there's a couple snippets in there about plant healthcare and, and exactly what it's all about. But um, no, but you but you hit the nail on the head. You know, talk to somebody like you. Talk to the manufacturers. I, I think you know, and the big thing I like to reiterate in all the podcasts I do is that the industry is very welcoming. Um, unusually so to the point where you feel like you're like, what is this trap? It's no trap. Everybody here is just generally, genuinely, you know, usually very nice, very open. And they want to talk to you. And, you know, if you connect with somebody on social media and stuff like that, I know there's a lot of climbing accounts where people will connect with each other, but it's not just solely climbers. Uh, Again, you know, it's the one where you see the pictures of, but there are people who do plant healthcare out there who are more than willing to talk it out and help you kind of figure out what you need to do if you have a trajectory, if it's your thing, you know, like you said, to show some videos and kind of what their day-to-day looks like. Everybody here is very, very open, uh, arms wide, and they want to see people join the industry. As long as you have that the right mindset, you want to work and you want to do it safely. Yeah, uh, treat people are good people is uh, a phrase I've heard and I'll continue to harp on it. Um, but yeah, very open and and just willing to share and, and maybe getting a so yeah, come on out or, or come on over and we can show you some things and, you know, get some visuals on it and maybe some hands on, on and just try to gain that understanding of plant healthcare is the right path for you just to continue to educate and see if this is what you want to do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to dive too deeply into the exact sciences of plant healthcare because, you know, it's a science. So um, we don't have that kind of time to dive into everything, but one other question I was I was thinking about, you know, plant healthcare um, and all that kind of stuff. And we had kind of mentioned it beforehand, but people get into climbing trees and tree climbing because they did it as a kid um, versus you can't really get into plant healthcare because your parents probably aren't letting you apply chemicals to the trees at a young age, which is probably understandable. Um, but, it, but in your opinion, you know, as you guys try to, to nurture um, relationships and nurture growth and nurture interest in the industry. How do you think we can go about getting more people into the plant healthcare side and the, the conservation aspect of, of the tree care industry? I'm sorry. I asked a really loaded question on that one. Yeah, that's uh, my first instinct or my first thought is just the education that, you know, plant healthcare is a big part of the tree care industry. Um, like you said, your plant healthcare is all numbered five to one, probably like 20 to one yeah. easy. Uh, and, and to understand that component, um, I think education for the students and education for business owners, ultimately, you know, they have to be able to provide it and want to do it. You know, not a lot of companies jump at the fact of doing plant healthcare because it, there is the science to it and you need to know what you're doing. Um, you can't just go out into somebody's yard and spray this miracle mix of stuff, you know, every so often, you know, it needs to be very pinpointed. We're pretty precise on what we're doing with the phenology of, uh, you know, well, these shrubs are blooming. That's telling me that this insect over here is going to be emerging. So our timing is based off when that shrub starts blooming, not a calendar date. Um, I think it goes back to education and, and what, Plant healthcare has to offer um, everybody, and and the understanding that we can't just cut trees down and replace them as easily as we think we can. Don't get me wrong; trees will 
eventually have to go away. But I think there's and a lot of opportunities where we can um, work on prescribing them and, and keep prescribing a treatment and, and keeping them around a lot longer than keeping around keeping them around longer than uh, before they get cut down. <laughs> Before they pass their time, you know, I mean, they're, they're trees, yeah. they're living organisms. Everything kind of has that expiry date on them. And some of us just have it later than others. So yeah, I, I totally yeah. get that. You know, and if I could add in my, my, opinion on that as being somebody who is 26 and seeing kind of what, you know, my sister's 20 um, and seeing what the younger generation is into the conservation aspect is also a really good one to lean into. Um, especially now it's kind of one of those big topics. And I think if you told a lot of even people who are, you know, interested in science in high school that like, Hey, you can still work with organisms and you can, you know, find out more about bugs and fungi and all this other stuff. And you don't have to just be like, Oh, I want to be a Marine biologist because I like, you know, animals and all that kind of stuff. You still have a kind of a, a different, a different version of conservation available to you. Um, in basically every state and like you said in in the world there is some sort of need because all of these cities as we grow and expand need that kind of uh that that green space or those green patches somewhere and somebody needs to take care of them because if you if, if there is no protection going on then they all go away so i think that's another aspect that you know can be leaned into harder if you're selling it to somebody or even getting into schools because of the fact that i mean just the people I've seen with when my sisters, you know, was going through high school. And then afterwards, when some of those kids were going off to college, a lot of them went off in the sciences because they were interested in conservation, but all kind of chose marine biology. I don't know if that was like a, a thing or not, but like marine biology was big. She said she knew like three people who wanted to be marine biologists. It's uh, just a different form of conservation, right? It's uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. We can replace um, that with PhC technician, you know, going into the future, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that, that uh, yeah. It's it's so weird. I trust me, I know too. Um, I don't have any other questions, so I kind of want to open up to you. Is there anything that you want to talk about or discuss that we haven't had a chance to yet? Um, you know, from a, you know, when when I when you know with this panel or, or with these uh, podcasts being directed at students. And you know myself being uh, one of the recruiters uh, for our company, you know, talking about get uh, you know get in the industry, you know, talk about summer positions, um, you know, find out what you like to do, right? And you know, you might uh, see a lot of the the tree care um, at Expo and seeing you know the wide ranges of what you can do you could be a, a removal specialist you could be be that climber you can be that plant healthcare technician <clears throat> or you could be it all you know find out what you love to do you know get the hands-on experience that you need and and you know follow that passion and go with it you know i'll, I'll strongly urge people to get that summer internship you know get that experience so when you graduate or you find out that, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and uh, my, my marine biology degree is not going to sit there on my wall. Uh, it looked good, but I'm going to be taking care of something else. I know it's a very uh, recruiting standpoint or, a, you know, promotional standpoint, but, you know, can't encourage it enough for the students to, for people to find out what they like to do. You know, the tree care industry has a lot to offer and you just got to find out where you fit.